0: Listen. Turn the computer off. You do not need to go to the website that compares the other website that compares the apps that collate the sites that compare all the airfares and then wrap it around. All you need to do is email me Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, or give me a call three two three Getaway and we will send you on your dream cruise. Let's start the show.
1: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to to be be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about About to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USVI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it it up up. Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and and we'll we'll do them again again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it it out Cause we got the drink packed and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leads from Yeah All
0: aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast, coming at you live from the K-Compound. Thank you for joining me, everybody, today. Got a great show for you today. Hopefully, isn't it? I hate when uh, hosts say that, don't you? I hate it. I don't hate it, but what do I hate? Who cares? But when I watch a show, let's say Conan's on. Or let's say, uh, who else? Anybody? You know, Jimmy Fallon nowadays. I was about to say Jay Leno and David Letterman. Because I'm old. That's how far I go back. But I was going to say, you know, at the top of the show, after the monologue, they make everybody laugh or for jokes that they may or may not have written, most likely haven't written, and they throw it out there. You know, we got a great show for you tonight. Now, who are you to say that? You sit there and you do your show. And I'll tell you if the show is great or not. Isn't that the way it should be? You know what I mean? It's a little egotistical. The same, they do the same thing on the Food Network. Oh, uh, this is going to be delicious. You cook it. I see it. Obviously, you can't taste it because you don't have uh, you don't have access. But whatever. All right, welcome to the show. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today, what we have going on is we're going to touch on... The Tommies. What are the Tommies? The Awards. It's award season, ladies and gentlemen, and all these cruise awards are happening. You know, you got magazines, you got uh, websites. Everybody's doing cruise awards for the end of the year. Now, Tommy, I'm going to. Tommy is the name of the award. Tom, the Tommies. You know, the Tom Cruises, the T- Cruises, whatever. I don't know what to put it out there as the Tonys, the Tommies. It's going to be the Tommies. So we're going to put out some awards this year that this show is going to deem the winners of. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And uh, what else are we going to do? We're going to do the cruise news and your emails as well. And uh, we're going to have some fun today, as we usually. Hey, it's going to be a great show. we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, about a couple of things I wanted to touch on in the beginning. Tommy Boats is my Facebook name. Now, I get a lot of Facebook friend requests that I don't accept. And you're probably sitting there like, what an Asshole! Who is this guy think he is? He's sitting in his underwear doing a show from his room, and he's not going to accept my friend request because he's a big shot. No, that's not what it is. I'm not a big shot, and I'm not in my underwear either, for that matter. So I don't know who you are sitting there is, is assuming that I am. Uh, but what what it is is I just can't. I can't accept everybody that I just kind of sort of know uh, otherwise the Facebook situation is me gonna just be like scrolling down and and knowing like a third of the people that I'm interacting with or seeing you know you know Rebecca from Idaho had a turkey sandwich for lunch today and that's just you know that's gonna be you know then then Danny from uh, you know Texas you know, changed his tire, and all these things, I'm not going to know. So what I did was created a Facebook account called Tommy Boats, because I do want to interact with you guys, but you don't want to hear from me half the time. You don't want to know what I'm doing, going to work, driving to work, ran out of gas on 995, which didn't happen, but almost happened yesterday. We're not going to talk about that, but we'll leave that be. Uh, What I'm trying to say is Tommy Boats. Look up Tommy Boats on Facebook, and you're going to find me. That's going to be my Always Be Booked name, and that's where we're going to be able to interact. And always, like I said, join the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge. It's a group on Facebook. Definitely check it out. I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Big shout-out to Dan, Dan Antonino, who uh, is on a Disney cruise right now. You guys, loyal fans, will I shouldn't say fans. Who, do I, who am I to have fans? I can't accept you on Facebook, and all of a sudden now I'm going to call you fans. You guys are... Loyal listeners and friends. Now, Dan was a guest on the show. If you were a loyal listener and uh, and friend of the show, back in the day, you heard him, and he broke down Disney versus Royal Caribbean for us because he's a big-time loyal-to-royal guy, and uh, he went over to Disney, and he really was blown away by the Disney experience. Now, no offense, Dan, but Dan is one of those Disney guys, those adults who like Disney <laughs> And I sit here and judge, and I really, really shouldn't. I don't really judge. I just basically say it's not for me, and I have a little fun, a little slight ribbing to those Disney adult people who are, uh, you know, don't have children and just are really into, uh, you know, Snow White and uh, whatever. And I get it. It's Star Wars now. Everything falls under their umbrella. So it's fine. It's just not necessarily my thing either way. Big shout out to Sid as well. Sid uh, looked up the old uh, always be booked travel agency and sent himself on a cruise to Alaska uh, with the family. And I'm really, really excited to hear about that and i'm really really excited to help him out and uh, if you guys know about the patreon the patreon is an account that i have always be booked i'm sorry patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n slash always be booked is uh another show you get another show a week and um it's a way to support this show uh i'm not gonna push it on you too much but what i'm saying is uh i say that to tell you that i am uh putting some stuff out there for people like Sid who's going to Alaska and another big shout out to Matt and Thelma who are going to Europe. So what I'm going to do is be kind of, uh, breaking the ice a little bit. No Alaska pun intended with that, but I'm going to basically be, uh, giving a little bit more information that goes beyond the Caribbean and, uh, I guess, stretch my legs out, expand my horizons when it comes to the, uh, cruise industry, no carnival new ship pun intended there either. But, uh, so I'm just basically gonna give out some more Yeah, I had some coffee today. Every time I have this coffee, I'm kinda of like my leg is bouncing, we're going we're in four, we're going zero to sixty here. So Matt and Thelma are going uh, to Europe in two thousand nineteen, Sid is going to Alaska in twenty twenty. All of them, everybody helped, you know, help the always be booked cause from the travel agency standpoint. That's the ways to support the show. I get that question a lot, guys. How do you support the show? Patreon.com slash always be booked, and you get another episode a week. It's five bucks a month. And, uh, you know, we we bring it to you. And it just really is a way to support the show. That's the main thing. You know, the extra show a week is a bonus. Also, uh, Another way to support the show is to book your travel through me, which is just sending me an email, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. People ask me, what's the benefit? Why should I book through you? Well, you know what? If you if you don't want to, you shouldn't. Uh, if you love planning cruises, if you are just obsessed with going through, you know, looking for deals and comparing itineraries and looking at price changes and updates, and that's part of like the process and what you love about cruising. Dude, don't, don't. I get that. I'm I'm not using a travel agent for that reason because I like to do it. I like to do it. But then I'm like, okay, I like doing it so much. Cruising, put looking up cruises and, and planning cruises just puts me in a better mood. So I was like, why don't I just start planning them for people who don't? If you don't have a lot of time, if you don't have a lot of information about the ports and things like that, certain ships, if your cruise IQ isn't to the level where a professional's is, then you may want that assistance from me, and I can provide that with you. So definitely uh, always be booked. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or 323getaway, and I will set you up, and I will work tirelessly to put you with the best possible cruise that suits what you're looking for in your vacation. Uh so uh, what else? I did a day trip to Miami. I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into the cruise news. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll step into that. We went to uh, with Beatrix, picked Beatrix up. We actually ate at the Pirate Republic in Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, you know, just getting off the cruising topic for a second, it was delicious. Now, it was strange because I'm living in Boca. I drive down to pick up Beatrix and we're thinking about where to go to eat. And we had mentioned before that we wanted to go to this Pirate Republic place and all right, so now's the perfect time. Let's try it out. She hadn't she didn't know whether or not it was 50/50 on whether or not she was going to come with me to Miami uh, you know to check out this crazy day of cruise ships and uh, we just decided to go to this uh, Pirate Republic. Now I was to ask you, what would you expect from a place that was outside on the water? Uh, kind of a casual look to it you know benches and 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 docks the dock for floors and things like that pirate decor everywhere you sit down they give you the menu what do you think you're going to open up what do you think the the fair for lack of better term is going to be if i'm guessing i'm thinking it's a bunch of seafood some casual american food some good bar food and uh, some entrees and stuff like that, right? Some, you know, probably a lot of conch fritters, a lot of bohemian, little Caribbean, Caribbean food, Caribbean, however you want to say it, potato, potato, whatever, tomato, tomato, tomato. Um, I would say that, right? I think everybody would. Tell me if I'm wrong. What I didn't know is you open up the menu, and then the server comes back over and says, "Yeah, we're a uh, we, we we offer Brazilian cuisine, and it's a Brazilian restaurant." Yeah. It, was Brazil the hotbed for pirates, unbeknownst to me? I could be sounding like a moron because a lot of you might be like, yeah, you didn't know. There's a ton of pirates that used to go to uh, Brazil. You know, I have no idea. But uh, this was a Brazilian restaurant and not just a casual Brazilian restaurant. The food quality was it looked to be sort of uh, complex in the pricing sort of. You know reflected that so it was expensive so we're sitting down to a brazilian dinner now I didn't realize that was going to happen, but I'm gonna tell you this so that like I was actually a little disappointed in that But then I made my order They she brought out some peppers. It was delicious put the peppers on the bread uh, of Brought out a tray like almost like a bar caddy of five different types of peppers ascending in heat and uh So I sat down uh, And we ordered and I'm going to tell you something. I got the uh, coconut curry shrimp with rice. This was one of the best meals I've had in months. It was delicious. So, And Beatrix got the stroganoff shrimp, stroganoff. We also had the octopus as an appetizer. That was all Beatrix. Eh, eh, I don't know. It didn't love the octopus. And that's just me. Just not loving octopus. That's all it is. It was no fault of the restaurant. Beatrix wanted the octopus, so we got it. And it wasn't my favorite. But I tasted hers. It was very, very good. But honestly, mine, to be honest with you, I uh, I was blown away. I was floored by what I had. It was delicious and I absolutely Can't recommend it enough, and I am very, very much looking forward to going there. Oh, cruise news. It's not cruise news, but I'm just going to mention it right now. It is cruise news, but I didn't have it planned. I just found out about it like an hour ago. This is big news, ladies and gentlemen. The Royal Caribbean Oasis of the Seas, which I believe is one of the most important cruise ships ever made. And why do I say it's one of the most important cruise ships ever made? Simply because when that thing came out, yes, it is now. As we sit here, almost like Mr. Forgotten, because it's the fourth largest cruise ship in the world. But if you talk about the history of cruising, that ship, when the Oasis came out in 2009, there was nothing like it. And it really, really set the parameter for a lot of, uh, you know, all of the Oasis class. They, I mean, you can't really get a bigger class than that. I guess you can, but... You know, nobody's built a bigger class of ships since then, even Royal Caribbean, who has come out with another class of ships, the quantum class, hasn't uh, put another larger class than the Oasis class. And we're going on 10 years now of Oasis ships still coming out, and none of them are, you know, there is still not have been like a, you know, a, a class to top the Oasis class in just sheer, I guess, uh, you know, tonnage. But Gross tonnage, I should say. Because it's not... Did you know that? It's not... They're not really that much in weight. They're not actual tons. It's gross tons. Uh, now, I should be able to sit here and explain that. The difference between standard tons and gross tons. But you got to remember, a little bit of a moron, so I can't. What else did we want to cover here? Also, we were talking about the Oasis. Why did we bring that up? We brought that up because the Oasis... This is like drum roll shit right here. The Oasis of the Seas in 2020 is going to... Start spreading the news. It's going to home port out of the home of Frank Sinatra, Bayonne, New Jersey. So, man, I was like, I couldn't believe it. This is the biggest ship ever to be in New York, let alone sail out of New York. It's the biggest ship ever to be in New York. I've never remembered even an Oasis class ship ever stopping by New York. Maybe it has. I could be mistaken. Somebody's going to correct me on that. I got a feeling because now I'm thinking, did did the Symphony show up there for a hot minute or, or, or two? Not sure, but I honestly didn't even know that it had the capacity to get under the Verrazano Bridge, but I guess apparently it does. That's going to be important for the ship to leave at a certain time because if that tide rises, uh, it's going to be uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna crash into the bridge, is what we're gonna do. That's so what we're gonna do is crash into the bridge. We don't wanna do that. So uh I would say the Oasis of the Seas probably has top priority. Or how about this? Maybe, just maybe, it's not taller than the other ships. It's wider and more just girthy. It's not it's longer. It's maybe it's just the height of it is is similar. Who knows? But I just never knew that an oasis clash and that's probably going to be um That's an interesting move that they made, because what do you think? Do you think that's going to be popular? With me, it's very, very popular. I'm not the biggest Oasis-class fan, but I'm just the ship geek in me, and just how cool it is that something is that big that floats is, is what draws me to it, and- I said I'm probably done with Oasis-class ships, not because I didn't like them, only because my crew's personality is more suited towards a more condensed, consolidated good time with a good energetic charge running through the whole ship, which is sometimes hard to create on a ship like the Oasis, or the Harmony, or the Symphony, or the Allure, but... Who knows? Uh, now, the fact that this thing is going to be in New York City, my hometown, a town that I probably will end up living back in at some point in, in, in the in the sometime in the future. I'm definitely going to sail out of New York City on the Oasis of the Seas. I'm pumped up for that. And that's a good move by Royal Caribbean, because when that thing shows up in 2020, it is going to be like one hero's welcome. It's going to get a lot of PR. Royal Caribbean going to roll out the red carpet for it. It may piss off a lot of people. You know what I mean? A lot of the uh, New Yorkers, the old timers, for lack of better terms. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, head, I'm headed there fast. One foot into senior citizenship and one foot on a banana peel over here. But... Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting on that thing, but I'm wondering if like, you know, because a lot of the older demographic tend to like smaller ships. They don't care about flow riders, you know what I mean? There's not too many 70-year-olds and up hitting that flow rider or that zip line, you know what I'm saying? They want that nice, uh, you know, the, the, the simple ship. They know where everything is. You get the good service. You get the good food. You get the TLC. You get the warm and fuzzy. They're not too into the Oasis stuff, but... I think, uh, who knows? I think, I don't know how long they're going to do it for. Uh, we got to find out. But maybe a good one season. Maybe it's a one-and-done season. And you know what? Just give the entire New York market... Uh, I guess a shot at it, a shot at seeing it, a, a shot at feeling it and enjoying it. You know, when I say New York market, who, those are who aren't familiar. The Bayonne Cruise Terminal is part of the New York market. It's technically across the river in New Jersey, but it's right there, so you can basically throw a keg of beer at it and hit it. But you know, you don't. You know what the disadvantage is too, though. You know, when you cruise out of New York City, the Manhattan Cruise Terminal, you do get a better. What would you say? View of the skyline because it's a longer run. Uh, Bayonne is already halfway across Manhattan, or, or, or I'm saying, um, you know, down down the Hudson River. So you're missing a lot of it, but still the same. It's still going to be beautiful, and I'm really really looking forward to checking that out and getting on the Oasis and sailing out of New York City, my hometown, on the Oasis. So. Really, really pumped out uh, just as usual. If you listen to this show for the first time, uh, I, I want to explain we we go all over the map here. This is a cruising podcast, but it's a lot of different things. We talk about me, some of the interest by a lot of the listeners has, you know, they've gotten into some of the stories that I've told and the feedback that I've gotten is that some of the stories that I tell just sometimes off cruising are somewhat interesting as well. I've I've gotten a couple of emails lately and two with them in particularly in the last couple of weeks that basically was almost like a, you know, don't be offended by this, Tommy, or with all the respect, Tommy. And then you're like, uh, oh, here it comes. What's coming? They're coming with the hammer. And they basically said, I'm an acquired taste. I've been, I've been described as an acquired taste. So if you are a new listener and you're listening right now, you know what? Give it a little bit. Take it like some medicine. You may not love it right away. You know, to describe the show, I mean, people who know, who listen know this already, but I say what's on my mind. I have, a, we all have a different outlook towards life. I, I tend to be a little, I, I like to think charmingly cynical about certain things. I challenge these cruise lines. I'm not in the pocket of any one of them. They don't, nobody pays me. So I sit here and try to give you the honest opinion of these, you know, the the cruise lines and the cruise ships and the islands and everywhere. So I'm not necessarily... You know, a lot of people get pissed off because, you know, they love, uh, you know, they, they love a certain ship or a certain port, and I may shit all over it. And you know what? I think that's part of it, guys. I think we have to get over that because— I see that a lot online, too, in groups. You know, I went on this ship and the service was awful. You sound like a complainer. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe they just had a bad experience. Or maybe they are a complainer, but why the hell does that piss you off? What do you care about that? We got. I'm trying to rechange people's thinkings. Let me bitch about things. I make fun of certain cruise ships. I make fun of certain cruise lines. I make fun of the experience. Very oftentimes, it's all in good fun. And uh, you know what? If you don't have to agree with it, but hopefully you'll just look past it. I listen to podcasts all the time, and some of my favorite podcasters say shit that I don't like. And then I find myself being, hey. And then I realize, you know what? That's their opinion. I agree with, you know, or like or enjoy listening to 90% of what they say or just whatever. So I don't get all, you know, wound up about it. Neither should you. Uh And, uh that's pretty. awesome oh, were you talking about what? So, I got this new job. I told you about this uh, country bar where I am not the general manager, and where I am not necessarily uh, stuck to the place. I don't have to be there to close the place. I don't have to be there to open the place. My job description is events coordinator. So, I'm a manager there. I do show up on Friday night during business hours, and I do, and I will show up on um, more. Uh, frequently on certain business hours and kind of be there from an operational standpoint because I do have that background. There's a lot of you guys know who listen, but my job right now is promotions and marketing and events and things like that and creating uh, different nights and you know boosting sales and things like that. So it's kind of like a, v- a job with a lot of freedom. I've not been given one dose. I've been this is my third week on the job now, and I have not been given one uh i guess let's just say production note on what time i need to be there it, it, it's basically come and go as you please work from home don't come in ever if you don't want to now clearly i do but uh the the pay is pretty good and i realize i do have to produce but it's crazy because i was mentioning this on the patreon episode that i released before today like it's been a qu- it's been a wacky run I've had ups and downs, and I've been questioning things for probably the better part of the last year about, you know, just kind of like my employment situation, my my regular job situation, and it hasn't been great. It's been a little dicey despite, you know, having the last 12 years of it go beautifully. Uh, I lived the life of a cruiser a couple times a year, and I don't want uh, I'm not saying I'm the best with my money and I'm not saying I was ever in an emergency situation, but there was cause over the last year of increasing concern because it just became less stable all the way to the point where I was like, you know what? I got to get out of New York. I say this about New York all the time. There's no better place to live in the world than New York. People always ask me, should I move to New York? I want to move to you. I I was like, before you even decide or think about moving to New York, realize this, that New York is is the best place in the world and there's a caveat to it. Big 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 caveat. If you got your shit together. If you got your stuff together, if you found your rhythm, if you know cuz New York is not even it's about the money, yeah. You got to have good you yeah, got to have, you know, a, a good a good uh, financial situation, but you also have to time your your day in New York. You got to even just getting to your dry cleaning, get into the laundromat, Getting to the bank, doing things. One of the biggest things about New York City is getting from one place to the other. There's traffic. There's subways. There's a, you gotta you gotta ha- you gotta fall into your rhythm. So you gotta fall into your rhythm in New York. And a lot of times, living in Manhattan, especially if you're coming from somewhere else, is a very very difficult thing to do. So if you live in the outer boroughs, now you could live in Brooklyn, you could live in Queens, you could be, I mean, you could be Brooklyn based, you could be based, you could be in Hoboken, you could be uh, anywhere. If you live outside of Manhattan, you really have to know the subways, you have to know the bus schedule, because you can very, very easily find yourself, you know how tempting it is to get in a taxi cab. There's about a hundred cabs and Ubers and whatever else in your phone flying right by you and you're standing there. It might be raining, it might be cold, it might be whatever. But from a from a from a business model, from a financial model standpoint, you gotta you gotta not do it. You have to get in that car. and you ha- I mean, I'm sorry, you have to go down, trudge your way through the subway because it's that $2.50 ride versus that $17 to $25 cab ride to get home. Um, you do three of the four of those a week because it's raining, or you do three or four of those a week because you're running late. You're screwed. So I'm just saying, I'm just getting through to New York you're talking about New York and things like that. Um, new York is great but you have to have your shit together. So getting back to where I was going, I decided that, you know what, I'm in New York now, the business model isn't making sense, my personal financial business model isn't making sense. So I'm going to duck down to West Palm Beach, Boca Raton area for a little while and I'm going to re up. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get my act together. Who knows how long it'll be. I could be here for another 5 years, you know what I mean? But I don't know, but for right now, I'm going to duck down and see what I can do. Now in that time, now you got to get a job. In Florida, yeah, the overhead's much lower. Yeah, you got a lot more freedom. Yeah, the weather's nice, this and that. But now you got to get a job. You got to pay rent. You got to have food. You got to do this, that. So now I'm doing that, and I you know, got a couple of jobs. They didn't work out. Didn't love them. A couple of them were not what they were supposed to be. A couple of them I wasn't necessarily right for. So a lot of things happened. So now I'm starting to panic a little bit. Not really hardcore panicking, but I'm like, shit where are we at. You know, we got something's got to happen quick. And then I get a job, I'm working this job and then I get a call from a job that I emailed blindly to. They didn't even weren't even I didn't they didn't even say they were hiring or anything. Uh, it was just a job that I w- knew I wanted. You know what I mean? I would love my ideal job would be would be to be doing this at this place. And it's a giant country bar that's been around for 20 years. And I jumped on board and a couple of weeks in, they called me and they said, are you still interested? I went in there about 20 minutes after an interview. I was had I had a handout offered to me, shaking, shaking hands and I'm in for the position. So we don't still know how that's going to go. Anytime you're three weeks into a job, you know, you're a little premature if you're like high-fiving and popping the champagne like, you know, your ship has come in. But no, it's a good, solid job that pays me good, solid money, not. Anywhere near what I want to be paid or what I want to be bringing in. But the beauty of it is, is half the reason I came down here was to focus more on the always be booked cruise podcast and the travel agency and what have you. And this is a job that gets me by, gives me freedom also to be able to work on always be booked. So what I'm trying to say is if I could write down the exact job I'd want. So I go from mass confusion to. Worrying about freaking this, worrying about that, for trying to figure out what the hell's going on to fast forward a couple months in. I got the exact situation that I want, the perfect situation that I want. So all I'm saying is uh, hopefully that continues. You know what I mean? I've been through a lot, so it's like not necessarily something that I'm going to say, okay, it's time to celebrate. But at the same time, things are looking good for now. And all I'll say about it is just trust the process. You know what I mean? Things are going to happen, and you got to continue to trust the process. So, all right, enough of that. Let's get into the cruise news. All right. Speaking of reasons to live in South Florida, Port Miami held host to an estimated 52,000 cruise passengers on Sunday, December 9th, 2018. And this set a one-day record for passenger traffic at Port of Miami, which your boy was on hand for. And uh, it welcomed a bunch of different vessels. And we'll read off those vessels that were in town on that day two days ago. Uh, What was it now? Three days ago. Carnival Horizon, Carnival Magic, Disney Magic. So we actually had two magics in the house, huh? Um, the FRS Caribbean San Juan. And no, I'm not trying to put on a fake accent. That is actually San Juan, Gwan, G-W-A-N-N. The MSC Divina, the Norwegian Getaway, the Ocean Oceana Riviera, and Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas, and... The Royal Caribbean Allure of the Seas. And that's right. Like I said, we were on hand. Beatrix ended up coming down with me. And uh, it was a great day. Um, Sorry, I scrolled up a little bit here. So what do we have here? Uh, We have a quote. And that's from uh, Dade County, uh, Miami Dade County Mayor Carlos Jimenez, and it's he says it's definitely a busy time for Port Miami. I want to welcome all cruise visitors to Miami Dade Cal- County and encourage them to explore. All that our community has to offer. Cruise passengers are essential to the continued growth and development of the tourism industry in Miami-Dade and contribute millions of dollars to our local economy annually. That includes air travel, hotel nights, entertainment, and shopping. I want to thank the more than 52,000 passengers we're expecting this Sunday, or in this point expected on Sunday, for selecting Miami as a destination. Uh, and then uh, there is more there, was, there are more quotes. Uh, Port Miami is home to the world's most renowned cruise lines chimed in chairwoman of economic Development and Tourism Committee Rebecca Sosa. Last year, the cruise capital of the world handled more than 5.6 million cruise passengers welcoming each and every everyone with an open armed smile. We are more than ready for the 2018- 2019 cruise season no that seems like it's uh well i guess 2018 2019 cruise season so yeah they they, they packed it in and i got to tell you it was a great great day we had a a great time so um i'm going to screw this up it's point south point park south point park is what i think it is was yeah south point park is the best place you could possibly go to watch cruise ships i think in my opinion now someone will correct me on that i'm not sure if that's actually the case but it's definitely the best place i've been because it's just you get like a real real good view the park itself is gorgeous it's a real real simple place to simple place to get to you just come off 95 and uh you're parking right right near Miami Harbor. What it is, is at the it's at the mouth of South South Beach, the very, very beginning of what is South Beach. And it's got a giant, giant park that you can walk through. It's got a Smith & Walensky Steakhouse that I haven't eaten at, but it's got a beautiful you know, area to hang out in. It's got jetties along the way that run directly next to a walkway. So if you want to walk, you can sit on a park bench, or if you just want to walk across, the pathway, and you could sit on the jetties. Now, if you continue to walk back, you know towards, I guess, what would be east. Continue to walk, you'll come upon the beach, and you'll come upon the uh, South Point Park Pier, and uh, you can walk all the way out, and you know you could. People are fishing out there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful meeting place in Miami, and we got there probably at around. 345, and we watched all those ships I just mentioned. We watched them all travel out to sea. We got some good footage, and uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, it is always be booked, and I will be kind of slow releasing a lot of that footage over the next couple of days. A couple of them are already out there, but give me a follow. Always be booked on Instagram, and you'll be able to see those pictures. And you know, we do a lot of memes on there, and we do a lot of uh, you know, try to be funny. Sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. We do beautiful pictures, mostly pictures that I took myself. At this point, there was a time in the beginning where I was just you know taking pictures off uh, off the internet and kind of. Making the claim that, uh, you know, these aren't all my pictures. I'm I'm just curating here. But at the at this point now, it's pretty much we have enough pictures to where uh, they're all mine pretty much. And if they're not mine, I will be sure to let you know that this was somebody else and do the right thing, which is give people the uh, photo credits. Uh, listen, I screw up all the time. I don't know the right, uh, you know. The faux pas, I do a ton of faux pas out there, guys, and and honestly, if you've ever, ever seen me do a faux pas, something that's frowned upon, you know, don't hesitate to let me know because, again, I, I'm, I'm a little oblivious and a little ignorant to a lot of that stuff, but it was a great day, we stayed till it was dark, got back around, I don't know. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. Great day. I really appreciate Beatrix coming with me. We had a great time, and uh, we got to get Beatrix on the show soon because she has another set of questions. If you go back to the episode Beatrix in Hav- uh, Havana, she uh, she pleased the crowd. Let's, she she really pleased the crowd. Let's say because she surprised me with a bunch of twenty, uh, like twenty five rapid fire questions. There was she put me on the spot. And those of you who listen to the show know it's a lot of stuff that I cover and a lot of things that are near and dear to my heart, and she made me pick. But she's going to do it again soon. We'll have her back. The response on that was incredible. All right, moving on. Uh, Starting on Monday, December 10th, the MSC Armonia, um, so that was two days ago, will begin sailing and has begun, we'll say, seven-night Caribbean itineraries All year round, they're going to depart from Miami, and they're going to head to Montego Bay, Jamaica, which is awesome, Uh, Georgetown, the Cayman Islands, and Cozumel, Mexico, before arriving in Havana on Saturday. So this is the same cruise every week. It's going to go to all those destinations, and then on Saturday, every Saturday, it's going to arrive in Havana. And it's going to stay overnight to Sunday. And on Saturday evenings during MSC Harmonia's overnight stay in Havana, a highlight of the ship's entertainment will be the addition of local Cuban music while in port in Cuba. Uh, various local musicians will join guests on board to play local Cuban music uh, every Saturday. And we have a quote. We are thrilled to be in Now, hold on. I want to stop here. This is going to be dangerous here. <laughs> Aren't people trying to get out of Cuba? This is is a security issue, ladies and gentlemen. So people are trying to get out of Cuba left and right. So much to the point where they're getting in rafts 10 or 15 at a time and braving the Caribbean Sea into the Atlantic Ocean to try to get to Miami or Key West or wherever they can possibly get to. Now, you're telling me you're going to let local Cuban musicians get on board cruise ships now? good luck finding them when the set's over. Hey, listen, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You're going to have to need a full on search party to find some of those guys. Is this a politically correct show? No, it's not. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely not. But we are just having a little fun here. But I think maybe that's something I would probably think about. Right. Is there any? Am I the only one who thought about that? People are dying to get out of Cuba. You're going to learn to now. You're going to learn to play the trumpet or the or the uh, or the guitar. You're going to get yourself on the on board a cruise ship that you know damn well is headed back to America. And there's not going to be a couple of people taking a shot. I mean, there's millionaire baseball players who have you know <laughs> who have braved much more treacherous journeys than trying to hide on a cruise ship. I'd be a little concerned about that. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. This show has uh, ended up thriving and living and dying by your emails, and it's become a, a lifeblood of the show. So uh, any questions, comments, concerns, any thoughts you might have on cruising in general or, you know, you want to correct me or let me know that I'm out of my mind or something, uh, let's do that type of back and forth. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh, moving on, the, the uh The quote continues, we are thrilled to be enhancing the opportunities for guests sailing from North America to explore the Caribbean in new ways with MSC Armonia joining the revolutionary MSC Seaside and the elegant MSC Divina uh, in Port of Miami. So Miami now has three, three. Do you remember how MSC started, guys? MSC had the Davina down in Miami and they were selling cruises on Groupon. And look at them now, three ships in Miami, one of them, one of the most, I mean, gorgeous new model ships at sea. You'll hear about uh, a little bit about the um, MSC uh, Seaside in a little while when we get into the main topic for the show. But. and that was uh, Robert Fasaro, and he is the president of MSC Cruises USA. So uh, that's the USA division of MSC Cruises. With this brand-new itinerary, our guests will not only be able to explore a new city, but also have plenty of time to experience the local culture, taste the local foods, and return home with an enriching experience. Uh, I got to tell you I have no interest in going on the MSC Divina and I have no interest based on that on getting on the MSC Armonia. But that itinerary and it's probably a great price too. I'm looking I'm going to look into that. Now I don't know. There's so much mixed reviews on cruising on an MSC the MSC experience in general you got to think that they made a little bit of a, you know, headway in terms of, of, of catering more to the American market. Cause that's the knock that, you know, it's an Italian cruise line and it's a lot, very European. And a lot of the stuff is, you know, a lot of complaints about the food, a lot of complaints about the vessels in general and, you know, the entertainment, things like that. And, uh, who knows, who knows? Maybe they, uh, Maybe 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 they got their act together, or maybe they're slowly getting their act together. Either way, regardless, it's definitely worth looking into uh, the MSC Armonia because I'm sure it's a great price, and I'm sure that uh, that that itinerary is going to be fun. I mean, overnight in Cuba after a seven day cruise, and you get Montego Bay, Jamaica. Is that really Montego Bay? I got to look into that because are they just calling it Montego Bay? Because I the only. I mean the the most popular ports are clearly Ocho Rios and uh the other one uh what's the Royal caribbean one I'm forgetting it off the top of my tongue right now everybody else is going to remember it but uh um Ocho Rios and uh Falmouth Falmouth Jamaica but uh I don't know I definitely want to uh look into that one i'm definitely going to be checking out prices on armonia and if that itinerary sounds good to you definitely tommy at always be Booked.com. and uh, who knows maybe we'll do a uh, group cruise there maybe um all right so we talked about the port miami what else do we have in the news all right so we had an issue with a couple trying to catch their norwegian ship uh kevin roar here and his girlfriend's vacation ended abruptly in havana cuba after their cruise ship left without them on a recent four night Norwegian cruise line sailing to the Caribbean. Uh, the American couple returned to the dock more than an hour ahead of what they thought was their Norwegian skies 5 p.m. departure time. And then they found out the ship was already gone. It was a quote, it was a frightening situation. We were devastated, Roher said, in his complaint to the cruise company. We were exchanged money and we took a taxi to the airport. Uh, American Airlines told us they wouldn't take a credit card. (laughs) American Airlines doesn't take credit cards. And they quoted us at 472 pesos, which is $465. Is that true? It's that close. Uh, We didn't have that much money. The couple managed to book a flight home and Roher has been has since contacted consumer rights uh, group, the Elliott Advocacy. Nonetheless, the couple appears to be out of luck as Norwegian cruise line made multiple notes of the departure time uh, change. also this was a departure change uh, in well in advance of the cruise. What's more the company terms and conditions point out that the shipboard time may differ from the port of call and it's the guest's responsibility to pay all expenses incurred to rejoin the ship. In the event they are left behind, in a statement to Mich- uh, in a statement to Michelle Couch Friedman of the Elef- uh, of the Elliott Agency, Norwegian Cruise Line said it notified the guests of the time change and circulated it on their e-documents more than a month before the Havana stop. Also, oh, had a month to do this. I mean, that's out of control. They definitely. Uh, <laughs> they 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 definitely should have made, should have made that happen um additionally the day before calling into havana the cruise director announced the new time repeatedly throughout the day and additional signage was placed on the gangway for all those disembarking to see the cruise line stated the hard learned lesson is one that all travelers should take note of in the end it's the travelers responsibility to know when to be back on board that ship if you miss your cruise home Unfortunately, there's no one to turn to for a refund or reimburse, reimbursement, said Couch Friedman. What do you guys think of that one? I know that a lot of people are going to have a little sympathy for the couple, uh, but the truth is is that the cruise line doesn't have to do anything. What it is ends up being is what the cruise line wants to do. Those cruise contracts, I don't know if you've ever read them. They are ironclad, and you know what? They cover all bases, and you really don't have a lot of recourse when it comes to... I guess trying to fight anything that they put in place. So it is what it is. I don't really know what more the cruise line could have done. I do understand it that things happen. I'll say this too on the other side of it. Why do you think they did all those announcements? Why do you think they did circulate the publications? Why do you think they hung all those signs? Because they know that when there are let's well, Norwegian sky, so it's about two thousand guests. They know that's somebody it's, you know, you've heard the expression over and over again. There's one in every crowd. Somebody is going to miss this ship. We know that for a fact. And here we are. Look what happened. Um, all right, moving on. Royal Caribbean has issued an update regarding their family programming and the cruise line will no longer offer the <gasps> no longer offering the DreamWorks experience. That's crazy. That's historic right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is just as big as Norwegian ditching Spongebob. I don't know. Everybody hear from Spongebob lately? I hope he made it all right. I don't know if he got another job. I don't know if he's roaming the streets of uh, Cuba, you know, missing the ship. And, you know, him in square pants are, you know. Handling down in Havana, maybe, who knows? I'm sure they're making a good living down there if they are. Uh, This change goes into effect beginning with April of 2019 sailings. The DreamWorks ice skating show and the DreamWorks aqua theater show will be replaced with family-friendly shows uh, designed by the award-winning teams at Royal Caribbean Productions. And... That's true, guys. Royal Caribbean has its own production setup, and they have studios on land, and they do rehearsals on land, and tryouts, and auditions, and you know, just real, real pros. Just, I mean, r- legends of the business have joined Royal Caribbean Productions to put on some of the cool original programming, one of the coolest. Uh, I guess, one of the coolest options for original programming that you're going to see at sea. Uh, The Sail Away Party and Royal Caribbean Promenade Parade on select ships will be replaced with original parties and programming. Uh, The cruise line posted the following message in regards to the upcoming changes. Quote, Royal Caribbean is always looking to the future and exploring new ways to exceed our guest expectations. We've been conducting extensive research to better understand and anticipate what matters most to the families of today and tomorrow. And in 2019, we're looking forward to delivering brand new experiences for families, kids, and teens. Wow. DreamWorks is no longer a part of Royal Caribbean. And that is a huge takeaway from the news today. I mean, it's crazy. These affiliations, I would like for this to happen. And I'm not, this is nothing to do with the announcement from Royal Caribbean. I'm just saying this in general. I always see things, whether it's Carnival, whether it's Royal Caribbean, whether it's, you know, a lot of affiliations just kind of come and go. I wanna see more long term commitments and long term agreements out of the affiliations because it just looks a little inconsistent. You know what I mean? You know, in Norwegian it was Carlos Bakery or or whatever it was, uh yeah, for for the cake boss sponsored thing, then it's not. You're on carnival, it's EA sports as the sports bar, then you go back on the ship, where's the EAs? I don't even know what you're talking about, what's EA? Uh, things like that. I, I would prefer to see you know a little bit more consistency when it comes to the SpongeBob is not on Norwegian anymore a kid breaks his mom's chops because he wants to cruise on Norwegian because he got to dance with SpongeBob then the cruise happens and SpongeBob is not there we're not they're not like us they're not reading the headlines a lot of people have no idea a lot of, i guarantee you there'll be people that sail on a royal caribbean ship families that are expecting dreamworks and they don't get dreamworks I'm, i know that's going to happen it has to happen i'm sure they're going to put something else in place that's nearly or just as good or maybe even better it's still the same i would love to just see a little bit more uh long term commitments from i guess the partnerships that these cruise lines get into bed with this and that you know we're all we're all afraid that one day carnival and guy fieri are going to part ways and maybe it'll happen but that'll suck to not have guy's burger on a carnival ship right You don't have to worry about the Blue Iguana because that's internal. They came up with that themselves. But, you know, I'm just saying the partnerships, you get used to them. You start to get affection for them. They become, you know, part of your cruise. And then one day they're just not there. You know, we don't want to see that happen. We we know it's going to happen, but ideally it's kept to a minimum as much as possible. All right. That's it for the cruise news. Let's get into the main topic for the show. All right. We're hearing a lot of a lot of announcements and reading a lot about announcements about awards cruise readers uh cruise websites editors influencers are all coming out with these cruise awards and uh, i've had a lot of fun reading a lot of them a lot of them i agree with a lot of my don't agree with so i thought it'd only be appropriate to uh, come out with our own always be booked set of awards the official always be booked cruise awards for the year 2018 and uh the year is not over yet but I think the ballots are in and uh I'm just making a big joke out of it, but what it is is basically I, I came up with a few categories and uh I basically gave out awards, and, and what I think are the best cruise lines slash cruise ships slash destinations in the appropriate, I guess, categories that uh that I came up with. So I wanted to give them out to you. I also want to hear your feedback on it. Let me know what you think, Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. And we got a we got to call the trophy something right. So we just called it the Tommy. Uh, you, you get a, to, a Tommy award. You can hang up on your mantelpiece and uh, you know, if you're a cruise ship and you're an inanimate object, but if you want to uh. Uh, hang it up there put it on the uh put it on the mantelpiece in the main atrium feel free <laughs> uh, yeah it's not that funny but what are you gonna do all right moving on so here we go we'll, we'll announce the official 2018 tommy awards here we go best cruise ship for pocket tree that's right pockets we all know what pockets are at this point point. and uh, if you're going to go on a cruise ship i've been on a bunch of cruise ships with a, a lot of good pockets and i've been on a lot of cruise ships that have been completely void of pockets now pockets is basically if you don't know and I never usually say it because we said it in the beginning and you know it's one of those things it all it is is based and some people got offended by it i got an email not an email a review on itunes that somebody's like you know that's not right to call females pockets it's not you know what a pocket is a pocket is just a group it's a it's an area where there's a like a you know pockets of resistance or pockets of bad weather or pockets of of clouds or it's it's an air it's a it's a it's a group of something you know what I mean oh look at over there look at that pocket of cups on the floor over there like there's just a, a group so so as to not be on a cruise ship and looking for you know looking around and you know somebody notices a group of females that look like they're single in a big group and you know and they look to be having a good time you know like minded people we say oh pocket three o'clock there's a pocket over there pocket of if we were gonna say that. If we were going to say it fully, it would be the the answer. the The statement would be, "Hey, look over there. There's a pocket of females that look like they want to have a drink, or maybe ready for a good time. Let's go say hi. You know, that would be the pocket. So, the pocket could be." Males as well. A female could, a female group could look at males and say, uh, look, there's a pocket. So the best cruise ship for pockets. There's been a bunch, but I have to say one of the most recent cruises I went on seemed to be tailor-made for pocketry, and it was a great, great crowd. A lot of fun. I'm out there getting drunk, buying people bottles of water, thinking I'm impressing them, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. But the best cruise ship for pockets that I have seen – for this year, and probably most years, is the good old faithful Norwegian Sky. A lot of listeners knew I was going to say it before I even said it. But the Norwegian Sky to Cuba, short cruises, cheap cruises. And you know what? Maybe the key might be the fact that, uh, you know, they include the booze. And uh I don't know. Maybe there's pocket goggles. A little bit of pocket goggle happening there. Maybe. But who knows? Uh Easiest cruise line to board with your own refreshments. And by refreshments, we mean uh, things that will refresh you. And you got to give it to Royal Caribbean. And a uh, shout-out to Royal Caribbean for being that. Hopefully, it'll stay that way. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, they have these naughty rooms. You know, Carnival will check you hardcore at the gate. You know, it's very, very hard there. Equipment is very sophisticated. They've gone from being the, they are the fun ship, but they've, you know, they've gone from the fun ship to the hardcore family fun ship, in my opinion, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? It's good for families, but, you know, not as good for me. Uh, Norwegian, they have that naughty room. They don't play around either. Royal Caribbean, you know what? A lot of times you'll find that uh, they are a little, let's just say, maybe okay with everything. They're not necessarily as hardcore on things like that. So, uh, you know, probably shouldn't be saying that on air, but guys, like we say, we do what we do here, and it's going to happen, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Alright, Friendliest Staff, the Tommy Award for Friendliest Staff definitely goes to Carnival. Now, we always say this, I always think it's like a 33 33 and 33 rule. I think you have 33% of the staff is above and beyond at their job. They're happy to be there, they're professionals, they've drank the Kool-Aid that the that the cruise lines given them and they really really enhance the experience. Then you have another 33% that do a good job. They just kind of like, you know, they're not blowing you away, but they're also not leaving you wanting for anything. You know what I mean? You're going to get good service, they're just not necessarily the over the top wow factors. And then you get 33% and this is a varying degrees of people who uh, let's say they just don't want to be there anymore. You know what I mean? And you're going to get that in, in, in a situation where they don't have you on a lifetime contract. You're going to always have people who it's their last contract on board. And when it's the last contract on board, the cruise line does not have as much leverage to make sure that they're drinking the Kool-Aid the way they should, and you may get some, let's just call it disgruntledness, and uh, for lack of better terms, uh, uh, you know, apathy towards really, really trying to give a good over-the-top guest experience. These are people, remember, there's a mindset here. They are not, you know, there's advantages. All the people say, oh, you realize how they treat these people? I don't know that they treat them that bad. I don't know that, you know, I think you got to know, it's like anything, you know what you're signing up for. You're not going to get your own room with a balcony when you go on on a cruise ship. You know you're working seven days a week. You know what I mean? You know that seven days is going to culminate with a two, three-month vacation after that. You know, you're, you're signing up for what you're signing up for. And, yes, the labor laws are not as friendly as they are if you're within the government regulations of the United States. So it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah. I think at the end of the contract, people are just over it, and they know they're done with it, and they have that mindset. I'm living with three roommates in a freaking square box, and uh, they got me working seven days a week. I can't enjoy myself. This is my last uh, contract, so I really can't be fired unless I just grossly don't do my job, which they can do. If it goes too far, they can send you you know send you home at the next port but you know there's a difference between kind of towing that line and a lot of people kind of tow that line and if there's no officers watching or there's no superiors watching yeah you're not going to get that bright enthusiastic smile so you get that on certain cruise lines but the cruise line in my opinion that guards against that the best and has the best most consistent staff that is seems to be at your service uh in a a very accommodating way as much as possible, is Carnival Cruise Line. That's what I think. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me what you think. Agree or disagree. All right, the best cruise line for adult solitude. Like, let's just say, you know, I'm not even talking about families. I'm not even talking about, you know, people like me who like to get after it and get wild on cruise ships. I'm talking about if you want to shut it down. And you want to basically relax and get that real feeling of paradise and peace while you're on board. You know the runner-up I would say for this would be Carnival and the Solarium. I'm I'm sorry, I just gave it away. That's the winner, the Royal Caribbean Solarium, ladies and gentlemen. They won the category. Uh, the the um, the uh, What's what's the Carnival version? The uh, Serenity. The Serenity deck on Carnival is a great option, but I just think the Royal Caribbean, especially on the newer ships. The solarium, they really get it. They nailed it with the indoor-outdoor, with the holistic kind of music and the trees and the greenery and the solarium cafe. I think you really get a nice feeling of just, like, calmness and soothing with the clamshells and the multiple decks. Uh, They're always at the front of the ship, and you have to have that wind guard there. Uh, But Carnival does a great job, too. But I think the solarium on Royal Caribbean edges out, the carnival, um, the, the carnival serenity, Norwegian. You no, know, they don't really delve into that as much. They don't have that area. They have the beach club, but you have to pay for that. And then they also have the garden cafe, but that's mostly for eating. And then they have the Haven, which is just a different cruise experience, uh, just in general. Um, all right, that's that. So moving on, the best bar venue, the best bar. If you want to just if I'm, if you're talking about getting like you go to a bar, a pub experience, hanging out. Ordering a couple of pints and getting a actual bar experience, to me second to none is the English club, English pub concepts on Royal Caribbean. You know other cruise lines do it. You have Oshi Hands and whatever else they're replacing that with. Um, you have uh, Food Republic and what's that other one? The um, right across from Food Republic on the Breakaway class, the Breakaway Plus class, which has the beer and stuff like that. It's enjoyable. Carnival. They don't delve into that as much, just like a pub experience, but Norwegian does. But having said that, I remember when I first went into the pub, the English pub on Oasis of the Seas. And Oasis was, even at that time, a couple years ago, it was an older ship. Not an older ship, but... uh a. For the Oasis class, it was the first one, obviously, so it was coming up on 10 years old. Now it's well over 10 years old. Not well, but it's about 10 years old. Uh, Back then, it was maybe eight years old, seven and a half, eight years old. And I just remember going in there. I'm like, man, this is a really cool feel because... You almost smell the draft beer. It almost smells like an, an English pub or an Irish pub that you used to on land that, you know, the wood is there and the porous wood. The draft beer is, you know, kind of settled into the porous wood on the bar. And it, the whole the entertainment was acoustic music and the vibe was awesome. And uh, everybody that I cruised with on the last cruise I went on on, 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 on the um, Freedom of the Seas all agreed that that was our favorite venue. It was awesome to be in the... um to be in the English pub on a Royal Caribbean ship, and to me, they take the cake for that. All right, the uh, Tommy Award for Best Late Night Eating, for me, it's still a close one because all of them have kind of like fell off a little bit with that. You know, the midnight buffets are a thing of the past as far as, you know, compared to at least what they used to be. Uh on some ships, it's better than others, but I'm gonna go with Nor- the Norwegian buffet. They seem to leave the most stuff out late at night, and uh, I think uh, you know Carnival does leave it out. Royal Caribbean, you know, d- does not. You know that's the issue at Royal Caribbean. You're not going up to the Windjammer at four in the morning, but you still can go to the Carnival deck, and they'll have something laying around, and you know, Lido deck, there'll be something laying around. Uh, but to me, Norwegian leaves the most, and you actually have some options on a Norwegian cruise with late night. Now you could also have the uh, talk about the room service. Uh, and as far as room service goes, they're all charging for that now. And the the quality seems to be iffy. Um, and as well as the fact that uh, Carnival does offer 24 hours pizza. However, It's a little offensive how they handle that because they just try to go real slow on purpose and develop the line. And if you've ever tried to get pizza on a carnival ship, there's going to be a line no matter what, because they just operate at the pace it takes to keep that line because they want to use that line as a deterrent um, for people to not. You know, get on the line so that they're saving a little bit money and saving a little bit of whatever else that they have to do. If they were just banging out the pizzas and getting rid of the line, then more people would show up and they'd put out more pizzas and they don't want to give away free things. So anybody thinks I'm wrong on that, challenge me and let me know that I'm wrong and give me your argument. But I know the game and I've seen it with my own eyes and it's kind of what I'm calling them out on. That's what I think is happening. Uh, All right, moving on. The most comfortable beds, the Tommy Award for most comfortable beds, are carnival. For me, it's definitely carnival. Whether I'm sleeping on the solid ground, or whether I'm sleeping on uh, the bed itself, whether it's sleeping, I'm sleeping on a, whether I'm on a bunk bed, or whether I'm dragging the mattress out to the balcony, to me, the carnival uh, beds are what I like. You know what I mean? You get a good amount of firmness with them. Uh, Slipping into a nice carnival bed at the end of uh, a long day of drinking and dancing and partying and eating and having fun. Uh, I always enjoyed it. I never had any trouble uh, falling asleep on a nice carnival bed. I like the other beds too, but they're a little soft. It's a little bit more of a low-end bed in my opinion. You guys tell me what you think as far as beds go. Which is the most comfortable bed you've ever slept in at sea? Now, going back to food, the best pizza on any cruise ship that I've been on. And this is mostly the big three guys. Keep that in mind. I haven't sailed anywhere else besides the big three, except for a couple others, but you know, mostly no name lines, but uh, the, uh, the pizza at sea, despite the fact that they create a line for you to wait in is hands down carnival. They definitely do the best pizza. It's fresh made to order with a real pizza oven. Uh, It's crispy and it's, you know, burnt if you like it. They put good ingredients on there. You know, Sorrento's, it's garbage pizza. You know, I started liking Sorrento's. I actually felt like Sorrento's on Royal Caribbean e- ended up being edible for me. Because you know what? It's just really good drunk food. That's what it is. It's like an Elio's pizza or like a Boboli, something like that. It's not high quality, but it's edible. Carnival gives you a real pizza. Carnival gives you a fresh, well-made, good ingredient, uh Crispy, thin crust, nice pizza. And, you know, it's very popular, which is why they keep the line going because they don't want to be just giving out that product on an assembly line to where they're taking on that kind of hit cost-wise. All right, best wings. This is a no-brainer. Oshi Hands in Norwegian definitely has the best wings. I recommend the Thai chili flavor. It's uh, got a little bit of sweet. It's got a little bit of heat. But it's an overall delicious wing, and it's free all freaking night long. Best burger. We don't even have to talk about this. We know it. You know, you got Johnny Rockets on Royal Caribbean and that's not a bad burger. Norwegian is definitely left in the dust with the burger gang, burger game. Uh, Norwegian, you got to step up with the burgers because you got the freaking burgers that are mass produced. They're sitting out there half cooked, uh, handmade patties. (laughs) And then they got the slice of cheese that you just throw on. They don't even bother melting the cheese. And it's basically buffet burger. Um, you do have the no uh the Royal Caribbean, uh they put a good burger out. The uh the the um the Johnny Rockets, it's a good burger. But it's not even close. The best burger at sea. One of the best burgers I've ever had is Guy's Burger on any carnival ship. They do a great job with that. All right, let's go with Best Mexican. Best Mexican for me has to be, even though I wasn't a huge fan of it on the Oasis because of lack of options. But then I remixed it and redid it on the uh, Freedom of the Seas. And I got a good taste of what uh, Sabor is really like on Royal Caribbean. And to me... That's who gets the nod for the best Mexican at sea. Sabor on Royal Caribbean. Uh, the best live music in general, uh, roving live music, I'm not talking about main theater. I'm talking about just musicians that rove around the ship. It's an easy call. That's Norwegian. They have they usually have they usually come at you with everything. They come at you with a Latin slash reggae band, sometimes one or the other, sometimes it's a fusion of both. They come at you with a pop band, a band that is uh, basically bred and groomed to play anything, despite the fact sometimes I think they're playing songs that they haven't even heard of. But they're such good musicians that they can read it and play it and make it sound uh, just like it's supposed to sound. They have a roving piano person. And they have a roving guitar person. And my opinion is the quality is very, very high. The other two cruise lines, they do it. There's no shortage of live. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a little bit of a shortage of live music on the other ones. They'll have a band band. Uh, they're stretched a little thinner is the way I'll say it. They don't always have all of them. They don't check all the boxes when it comes to all those types of uh, musical acts or musical genres or options that Norwegian is always to be counted on for. And I think they need to do a better job with that. They'll put a DJ where there could be a band, um, which is okay. I'm just saying it's not not awful. They're not bad at it. I'm just saying Norwegian is a little bit better. Now, one thing when you go on a cruise – uh, a lot of people look for this and, you know, wh- where am I getting my piano fix in? Because the piano is a lot of things. It's good piano music. We all think Elton John. We think Billy Joel and a bunch of other artists and things like that. But then we also think, think sing-alongs too. People like to listen to some guy or a woman playing the piano and then they could sing along to it. And uh, that's a big part of a lot of cruises because a lot of people don't like to go to karaoke. They'll They like to sing, but they don't want to be the center of attention. So they go to the piano section. Um, and they enjoy it there. What I'll say is the best piano entertainment, the best piano player I've ever heard at sea, and give him a shout-out. Go on his Facebook, tell him I sent you. Uh, The best guy I've ever heard is Billy Pando, P-A-N-D-O. This guy, when I heard him in 2015 on the Norwegian Gem, to me, it was just like, and everybody I cruised with too, I was like, This guy's on a little bit of a different level from whatever from what I've heard. So I followed him on Facebook, not to be a creep stalker, but uh, I did follow him on Facebook, and uh, he posts a lot of things, the things he's working on. And yes, he is on a different level. I think this guy's out of control. And then he posted one at one point. He posted little Billy on Star Search. This guy was a freaking prodigy as a little child. He was on Star Search. Do you imagine as a seven-year-old? Or six, however old he was, and he's on star search. Imagine it, it him thinking it would end on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. i mean, there's not. There's anything wrong with that. I'm sure he makes a good living, but at the same time, man, I think that's a, a, a diamond in the rough. There, somebody should pick up Billy Billy Pando. He should do America's Got Talent or something like that. Because the never have I heard a better mix of just piano mastery and singing. However. For Best Piano Entertainment as a whole, I am going to call it a tie between, not Royal Caribbean, I'm going to go Carnival and the newer Norwegian ships. Because Carnival always has a dedicated room towards the piano bar, which gives you that experience. And that piano player gets it. It's sing-along. It's interactive. It's request-driven. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. And the piano basically sits there, and it's behind the bar that... I guess provides a circumference around the piano. So they get, and it's like, looks like it's made out of dummy piano keys and things like that. So they know they get it, that the piano bar is a great experience for a lot of cruisers. And they give that to you. Now in Royal Caribbean, it's the schooner bar. And, uh, it is a bar that's always meant to have pianos in it and a piano music and things like that during the day. It's trivia. But anytime, as soon as the night hits after dinner, it's all sing along piano stuff. But, it doesn't give you that same closed room type of feel and round the piano feel that carnival does in their piano bars and just the same for norwegian uh they typically don't have piano bars they just designate a room for the piano stuff to go on and that's why i like carnival a little bit better but i give it to norwegian because they will aside from when they're not doing regular piano stuff on the newer ships they have in the comedy club they have um what's it called uh Howl at the Moon. Howl at the Moon is a whole experience. It's actually a land-based venue that you go to, and you basically, you know, it's a whole show, pretty much, and it's got a couple of piano people, dueling pianos, you might say, and it's got a drum backbeat to it, and it's got some other instruments that show up, this and that, here and there, and it's a, it's a little bit of a step away from the traditional sing-along piano stuff, because they really, you know, it's, it's over the top. Crowd participation they have bits and skits for certain songs based on who's the bachelorette whose birthday it is it's almost like a you know like a comedy show experience and it's really really cool to watch but if you're comparing it to a just a regular piano bar show it's a little bit more than that and if you're you know, it could be taken either way. You could be like, you know what, this is right up my alley. I love this. Or it could be like, you know, this isn't really what I was uh, signing up for. I want a little bit more of an intimate, relaxed, kind of like normal kind of feel. I can go for both because, like I say, I go back to it all the time. When me and Nick went on that first cruise that him and I went on together, and that was back in, uh, I want to say 2014, I think it was. 2000, yeah, 2014. Man, that piano bar, the pockets were abound because it was a perfect storm scenario. The guy was a good-looking guy behind the piano bar. All the girls flocked to him. He stuck behind the piano. You know, they're having drinks. And then here, you know, me and Nick, how you doing? Let's meet. What's your name? Yeah, I like Vanessa Carlton, too. Let's get it on. Come on. Um, so so we had a good time doing all that. And uh, all right, so that's the piano bar. So I got it as a tie between Carnival and Norwegian. Uh Best Italian food. Now, I haven't had great Italian food on a cruise ship. Uh, Jamie's Italian was okay, but, you know, Jamie Oliver, he's British. Uh, I also had uh, La Cucina. I think La Cucina, is that what it is on uh, on Norwegian? They were pretty good, but it's like Olive Garden, you know. I like good Italian food, but every once in a while you like some Olive Garden, some junk Italian food, just like I like uh, the best steakhouses that I've gone to in New York City. You know, Wolfgang's, uh, Del Frisco's, places like that, Sparks, or you know what? Sometimes you're in the mood to bite into a nice Outback or or even a burger. So I think there's a market for both. But the best Italian restaurant that I would have to say I went on, I got to give that nod to Carnival and uh, Cucina del Capitan. Solid. A step above, I would say, the others. Still not on the level of fine dining Italian or great Italian, but very, very good. It's not like Rayos in Harlem, but it's still very good. Uh, Best cruise ship to watch pier runners. The Tommy goes to the Oasis-class ships on the jogging track. You get a nice low center. It's a big, giant ship. And the reason why, now I'll say this, it's not just because of the fact that they provide you with a great, great area, In a nice spot to sit there and watch the pier runners, it's because of the fact that there's 6,000 people on the damn ship. So the chances of actually having people pier running go up incrementally. You know what I mean? So you're going to have a lot of people, 6,000 people. Somebody's going to get too drunk and kind of have to struggle their way back. That with the fact that you can go all the way to the gym and then go down the stairs and you could basically a promenade and you could basically have the jogging track and the little, open area to where you can kind of like step off the track and you're right up against the side of the ship overlooking the port and the pier and you get some good views of some really, really strong pier runners. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Best of the big three for families. I got to go with Carnival on that as far as the best of the big three. Royal Caribbean is good as well. So is Norwegian, but Carnival has really kind of, I think, changed over the last couple of years a little bit and gone extra family friendly and good for them uh best cruise line if you are single and ready to mingle that's easy norwegian they play a lot to uh the solo cruisers they have solo cabins they do solo cruisers meet and greet they've even gone so far as to have a solo cruiser event coordinator and man does that make a difference they did a great job shout out to romeo on the norwegian breakaway had a good time uh also to the zippers out there too. Uh, as well as uh, the fact that they're just, they just bring a lot of energy to their deck parties. They bring a lot of energy to their nightlife. It seems to be a big point of focus and none bigger than on the newer, like I said, Breakaway Plus and Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships who have the, the Spice H2O towards the back of the ship and it is a high energy party at the back of that ship every single time that they do something back there which I would say on a 7-day, 8-day cruise they probably do it 4 times during the week and then they all have a nightclub you know on the older breakaway ships it's in the bliss lounge on the newer breakaway ships it's uh whatever room they designated it to it's uh it's been the uh skyline bar and they always have the dj and it's going deep into the night and it really really uh caters to the single cruiser uh, always had a great time doing that. Uh, best for older pe- older people, older demographic, couples, things like that, Royal Caribbean. Not that Royal Caribbean is an old person's ship, but if I am, you know, 65 plus and I'm looking to go with just my significant other and that's it, uh, I would probably pick Royal Caribbean just because of the fact that, you know, they don't necessarily try to blow you out of the water with the noise. And uh You know, they don't try to uh, shove the kids down your throat. and Even when there are kids, you know what? You have a lot of areas where you can uh, go away from the kids. And I will say on the Oasis and Quantum class ships, there's an air of class on a Royal Caribbean ship. Now, I'm not saying Royal Caribbean is way more classier than the other cruise lines. But I will say when you're walking through Central Park or some of the venues that Royal Caribbean has, I've... Sat there myself and just tried to picture Chris or Nick or somebody through coming through uh, with a buzz going and kind of, you know, in their in their sweatshorts and kind of like, you know, ready to go, ready to party, screaming at the top of their lungs. It wouldn't be had there. You know what I mean? If you're sitting, let's just say you're sitting outside of, uh, you know. Of of uh, Central Park, uh, one hundred and fifty Central Park, and the violins are going, and people are well dressed, and you could he- see the greenery around you, and you really feel like you're a tavern on the green in in, in Central Park in New York City. It's just not an environment conducive for a lot of that stuff to happen, the craziness to happen. Now, if you go up a bunch of decks or go down a few decks, you're going to get that. But I'm saying if you are older, with a little class to you, and you have no interest in that wildness, there is more options for you on some of those newer versions of the Royal Caribbean ships than there are on any of the Norwegian or the Carnival ships. Do you agree? Email me, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I want to hear what you think. Uh, Strictest. Is that a word? Most, cruise line that is most strict uh, and will oppose shenanigans is Carnival Cruise Line. Yes, Carnival seems to be a little bit tight. Their security is tight. They will kind of follow you, watch you around the ship if they think they, they, that you're somebody that an eye should be kept on. And yes, Guilty is charged 100%. Like I say, I've done a lot of redecorating on Carnival ships. I've moved. I've, I've drunkenly at 12 midnight thought that certain plants and certain floor plants and instruments and uh, fixtures and furniture were better suited to be in other rooms than the rooms that they were currently in. And I took it upon myself to move those. And I've uh, also attempted to take my Lido deck chair, put it on an elevator and bring it down to the nightclub uh, after 11 o'clock at night. All those things were very, very frowned upon and watched. And uh, I was admonished for, and I became a little bit of a, uh, celebrity, no pun intended, on Carnival cruise ships uh, because of the fact that, you know, security would remember who I was because of some of the things that we like to do. And you got to watch out. You know what I mean? It's all good, clean fun. You know what I'm saying? I just always say I'm going to stick to this. Don't get into fights on cruise ships, man. Just don't be a meathead on a cruise ship. Any meathead tendencies you have that they're in you. I know they're in you. They're in me a little bit. You know what I mean? We all, you know, walk around happy-go-lucky and on that fifth or sixth drink, that 5th to 6th double, you're like, hey, you know, I'm not looking for a problem, but is that guy looking at me a little weird or is it me? It's you. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Let them get in trouble. Do not get in trouble at sea. But Carnival Cruise Line's. Does not appreciate shenanigans. And uh just ask my buddy Chris, who is at right now has a permanent ban from Carnival because, uh, you know, I wasn't there. But Chris alleges that he was very innocent and just trying to break up a family brawl. But he ended up getting involved with it somehow. And because he was on the tape, he's not allowed to sail on Carnival right now. We're hoping to have that reversed. Any cruise lawyers out there? Anybody want to represent Chris and free, as they say, uh, free Chris. Let him cruise on Carnival again. Uh, that's about it. All right. Best looking cruise ship that goes to MSC side for me right now. I know it's not part of the big three, but you don't have to stale on a cruise ship to think that it's a really good looking cruise ship because we all have that access. We can see these cruise ships and to me, MSC Seaside, I've been wanting that ship to come out and I wanted to get a good look at that ship and ultimately hopefully get on that ship, uh, you know, since it started, the rendering started coming out. So I'm I'm really really pumped to eventually, hopefully, be on that cruise ship and experience it from the inside. You know, if you want to know more about it, uh, look up our last interview with Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. Uh, that's one of the episodes that we have, and she was on it, and she gave a detailed description of uh, her experience on the MSC side. Feel free to check that out. Um <clears throat> all right so moving on we're getting off board now and we're going to do cruise uh cruise awards the tommies are going to go to uh excursion type things land based things that are uh, you know when you get off the ship all right so best beaches for me I'm going to go ahead and give that it's t- it's tight because you could give it to St. Thomas and some places do give it to St. Thomas but I am going to give the best beach award to Aruba Aruba just has a bunch of options for beaches. It's very, very southern location. is very uh, conducive for, you know, warm. It's got Eagle Beach, Palm Beach, uh, Baby Beach. It's got that beach uh, the no- on the north side. It's got a ton of beaches. It's also got beaches that are, like, just pop-up beaches in the middle of nowhere in that um, Arakok National Park section where it's, like, an uh, their actual national park. It's got, you know— uh, Natural bridges and little mini, you know, dipping pools, natural pools and things like that. I think Aruba takes it for beaches. Let me know what you think. Uh, best uh, port, island, whatever you want to call it, for a shutdown beach day. Uh, Half Moon Key, for me, is the best for a shutdown day. Uh, I don't necessarily say it's the best private island. But if you're looking for a shutdown and you're looking for a beach calmness tranquility natural beauty for me it is half moon key and uh, holland america and carnival both go there definitely check that out and enjoy it there most versatile port something for everyone for me st martin you could do eat you could do food you could do nature you could do beach you could do water you could do land you could do tours um you know you could do urban there too you could do historic there's mountains to climb there's So much shopping. I think the most versatile port for me is definitely St. Martin. I love St. Martin. Uh, It hasn't necessarily been the exact same since the hurricane, but I think they are coming back uh, with a vengeance. And overall, for versatility, I'm still going to give it to St. Martin, even though maybe it's not. I would have formally said that you could argue that it's the best port overall, but uh, I think they have a little bit of bouncing back to do. Uh, before that can be said again. Most underrated port. Nassau in the Bahamas. Everybody talks so much shit about Nassau. Yes, when you walk around that in downtown Nassau, it is not the most clean and picturesque place. But you know what? There's a lot to do. It's a bustling city. It is the capital of all the Bahamas on New Providence Island. And you know what? They could do a better job of keeping it clean. But I think they've made a concerted effort lately to have... A lot of the excursions and a lot of the attractions being nicer. I had a great experience when I was down there until I got run over by a Jeep. But, hey, that's my fault. Uh, I had a great time going to the fort that they have there. I had a great time going to uh, Cabbage Beach. I had a great time walking around the Pirate Museum, the Straw Market, uh, even the downtown. You know what? I'm from New York City. So you walk around a couple of pieces of paper flying through the street or a little bit of, you know, dog crap on the sidewalk is not going to scare me away per se I guess it does other people you have the whole you know private island option there you know you could do bamboo beach or whatever it is there's several islands uh, for a little beach mini getaway an island getaway Uh, you have your senior frogs you have your bars you have the fish fry that you could do out there and culminating with probably one of the best you know when people say all right it's a one and done and it's expensive but why do we always ignore Atlantis when we talk about Nassau? I mean, people just rule it out because they say they've been there or they rule it out because it's expensive. It's this, it's that. But Atlantis in Nassau, on Par- on Paradise Island in Nassau, is one of the prime destinations in the freaking world. Why do we just you know, write it off. I don't know. We we typically just say, Oh, yeah, Nassau sucks unless you do Atlantis. But even if that were true, Atlantis is a big freaking deal. You could say, like, you know, the Yankees would suck without Aaron Judge. Well, you know what? They got Aaron Judge and he's a big deal. It's important that they have him. So You shouldn't say Nassau sucks if it doesn't have Atlantis because it does have Atlantis. And if you go to Nassau and you haven't been to Atlantis, it's worth it alone for the slides, for the aquarium, and for the beautiful. Oh, My favorite part is the um, lazy river, which is uh, not so lazy at some points of the river. Uh, most cultural port. If you're looking for a cultural experience, the second place, the runner-up I have is Jamaica because there's so much culture you could experience at Jamaica. I love that there. I think it's worth mentioning for the Bob Marley, for the Dunn's River, for the jerk chicken, for the just you know, Jamaica is a, a is a country. It's a it's a it's a bustling area that has a lot of that has had a lot of effect and influence on our own culture here in America. So I think it's a, a really it's a hotbed for culture, but edging it out just a little bit is Cozumel, Mexico, or just, I would say, I guess I'm I'm doing Caribbean right now, but I guess you could also say, uh, you know, uh, Cabo San Lucas as well, or Puerto Vallarta, but when you get into Mexico, and you get into that Mayan stuff, that's really, you know, it has a big effect on you, you know, there's a lot of danger to Mexico now, a lot of people are, you know, they're not talking about it, even people that are locals, I mean, I'm sorry, going to very much tourist attractions, A lot of bad stuff is happening that they're not talking a lot about, basically uh, violence over the drug trade. And I always, always will say, be careful and proceed. I'm not saying it's not safe, but be very, very cautious when you go to Mexico. Um, Keep your head on a swivel. I mean, they had that freaking ferry boat blow up there a few months ago, right? Uh, Just be careful. But I went and I got an hour-long taxi ride and we went out to the Cuba uh, Mayan ruins and we were able to climb them it was a breathtaking beautiful experience great tour guides and you know it's ancient stuff man it's really ancient we're in the new world over here in uh, this side of the world and the Americas but there was stuff going on before we got here and go to Cozumel Mexico and take one of those excursions to either Tulum Coba or Chichen Itza now here's the difference between the three and the advantages and the disadvantages of the three Uh, Tulum The advantages to that is that, you know, you get nice ruins. uh, Is that an oxymoron? But impressive ruins, I should say. Plus, you get beach. You're right by the coast and it's not that far. So, Tulum is a really cool place to go because if you want to see the beach and you want to see ruins all in one, Tulum's your spot. If you want to see the most impressive, most well maintained and restored ruins that you go there and you're like, wow, really, really photo friendly, really, really picturesque ruins, Uh, you want to go to Chichen Itza. The disadvantage to that is that it's far. You're, 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 uh, Half your day is in transport if you're taking a cruise there because between the ferry and the long cab ride, it's a long time out there and you got to get back. So you don't get a ton of time out there, but there's no question as to them being the most, uh, I guess, impressive of all the ruins. And then you have the ones that I chose and it's Coba. And uh, you know what? Coba is pretty close, so you don't really have a lot of driving, traveling. It's maybe like, you know, you have the 45-minute ferry or an hour ferry and then you have the other hour drive. But what I really, really wanted in my ruins experience, <laughs> I just wanted to be able to climb them. I wanted to be able to climb the freaking ruins. Uh, they're very impressive as well. It's a beautiful facility. Uh, you get a lot of education. The tour guides are really, really informative. But I really wanted to climb the freaking thing. What am I going to do? Go there and not be able to climb it? Used to be able to climb all of them, but I guess, uh, you know, litigious uh litigation has stepped in, and I guess you can't. Also, people are just being ignorant and uh, damaging the ruins and this and that, so they're protecting them now. All right, Best private island to me. Now, I have not been to Castaway Key for Disney, but uh, for me, edging out Labadee was Harvest K in Belize. I just love the food options. It's newer. It's To me, I, I liked Harvest Key, which is a Norwegian private island, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you have the Beautiful, fast, Superman-style zip lines. You have the Margaritaville, which is uh, a a great, I mean, amazing, amazing place to eat and drink. And you have that incredible, huge, giant pool that is the centerpiece to the whole thing. You have a beach. And to me, uh, it does. I love Labadee, Haiti, which is Royal Caribbean's, but Harvest K is underrated, and honestly, it's probably better. Let me know what you think. Uh, port to never get off the ship at. That's easy, La Romana. Period. End of story. I hate to say it, but you know, I love, the, I love, I love my Dominican friends in New York mostly. But you don't need to get off the ship at. Mostly, my experience is that they don't do a great job with the cruise ports in anywhere they're messing around with the Dominican Republic. Now, Carnival has, uh you know, they have a private Island that they put in Porta Plata and you can't really consider that the same thing because that is a private Island. It's like a resort. So, you know, it's almost like Haiti. I'm sure if they had a cruise port in Haiti and that's all one Island, by the way, uh, Haiti and Dominican Republic, it's just, that's one Island, Hispaniola Island. And it's just, uh, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of poverty on, you know, it sucks. There's a lot of poverty on that whole landmass and it's, you know, unless you're gated in and, and basically kind of like protected by whatever the cruise line has built, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. But I told you the story years back when I went to uh, Samana in the Dominican Republic, and it was rough. It wasn't a good experience. We had to go back, and it, it, you felt it was a little dangerous. It really felt dangerous. So we went back to the ship. Uh, I didn't do too much in La Romana. I wasn't going to go out into Basically, what is the general population of the Dominican Republic? I was looking to see what was going on at the cruise port. And unfortunately, they don't excuse me. They didn't put anything really worth kind of hanging out at at the uh, cruise port. So I didn't do it. Uh, And that's La Romana. Uh, Best food on any island for me, per se. There's a couple of them out there. I really like the Ruba. I really like St. Martin. Uh, But for me, my taste, I really like San Juan, Puerto Rico. They make a bunch of things that are worth going back to San Juan for, in general, just for the food. Great seafood. Uh, they have uh, the uh, tripleta sandwich, which is a delicious sandwich. Look that up, tripleta. Uh, they actually have them in wawas now, and uh, but they don't have them like they do in San Juan. Um, the mofongo is delicious. The crushed plantains that are mixed with however you want it, mixed with shrimp or mixed with skirt steak or whatever. Uh, served with beans and rice uh, they have the uh, delicious pounded out tender salty pork chop that's grilled they have those so there's just tons of food options in san juan that i really really enjoy the uh you know love the plantains love it all san juan is my favorite place to eat in the caribbean let me know what you think best port to party and for many reasons is easily for me I got to go with St. Thomas. They have bars all over the cruise port. They have bars all over the gift shops. They have bars where the views are. They love serving you a banana daiquiri with the floater. So everybody's having fun out there in St. Thomas. They always got the music going. And to me, if you're looking to go out with your friends and have a great time, have some drinks and uh, come back maybe with a questionable level of sobriety, I'm going with St. Thomas, and that is the port that uh, a few times I almost missed the ship. Uh, best port for organized excursions. So if you're looking to get off the ship and you want the best choice of cruise line or excursion group uh, sanctioned experiences, I'm going with Ocho Rios. You could also say uh, you know, Falmouth as well. But, uh, you know, Ocho Rios is a little bit more centrally located, so I'm going to go with Ocho Rios. You have so many things you could do out of Ocho Rios. You have the black hole swimming, uh, the black hole tubing experience. The, I'm sorry, the black hole diving. It's the cliff diving. You have the uh, lagoon uh white water rafting tubing experience you have mystic mountain where you take a sky ride up all the way to the top and then have like a nice little jerk chicken dinner at the top of that you have the dun river falls you have tons of beaches you have the bob marley experience if you're going to book something you know it can be a little pricey sometimes but you know there are tons of options for you to look in and 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 i was pissed off because you can only do so many i've been th- i've been there twice and uh, I still haven't scratched the surface of all the things that I want to do in Ocho Rios. Port I would most like to get stuck in, uh, and I got I'm going to go with Key West on that because I love Key West, but also because you're part of the continental United States and it won't be a problem getting out of there. Uh, port I would least likely to get stuck in. I'm going to go with any of the private islands. Most likely the uh, you know the the uh, <clears throat> Great Stirrup K. Because you really feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. I woke up. I took a nap in Great Sturb, K, Passed out. Woke up and didn't see the ship that I was on. Uh, The ship was moving. You know what I mean? It moves around out there sometimes. (laughs) So I was like, oh, no. I missed my ship. Now, there was no danger because they don't leave you on the ship. And there were other cruise ships there, too. So uh, they're not going to, like, let you sit there. But I was still kind of a little recovering from a little bit of a buzz. Woke up. Saw the ship. Wasn't where I was originally. And I was like, Oh, no, I am now a native of uh, Great Stirrup K, (laughs) but uh, that wasn't the case. It wasn't even close to the case. The ship ended up moving. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the 2018 Tommy Awards, the always be booked cruise line and cruise ship and destination awards. Hope you enjoy them. Again, I want to hear what you think. If you agreed, if you disagreed, chime in tommy at alwaysbebooked.com all right let's get into the final part of the show your emails here we go all right as usual email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com we will read your email on the air whatever you got you know what i mean give me some crap i love when they do that Uh, i love when uh you know you give me some corrections some things i misspoke on which happens very often and uh anything in general email me tommy at alwaysbebooked.com while we're here we might as well mention uh Please subscribe on iTunes. uh, Check us out on Spotify. The best way you could help this show, period, is to refer it to a friend. Anybody who likes cruising, anybody who likes vacation, podcasts in general, shoot this episode, a link to this episode over to them, and let's keep this train rolling. Hi, Tommy. Earlier this summer, I I wrote to tell you about an upcoming celebrity cruise I was going on. It was my first celebrity cruise after cruising exclusively Royal Caribbean and also my first time Uh, going on a roughly 2,000 passenger ship after cruising on some of the big boys. Uh, Well, now I am back, and I wanted to share my thoughts. Embarkation. Okay, so this is – we're giving a little subheadings here. This is uh, inspired by Sid, I guess. People are taking Sid's format and uh, giving uh, breakdowns of their cruise, which we love. Embarkation. Got to the port around 10.30 a.m. Basically, no wait to board. Similar overall experience, Celebrity Gives the Sea Pass, cards at check-in which i prefer versus having them at the cabin door like on some royal caribbean ships walking on the ship was definitely a shocker low ceiling dim lighting and crowds at the entrance my husband and i looked at each other and thought what do we get ourselves into but we were going to end up being pleasantly surprised all right she moves on to the room the cabin was nicer than I expected after reading some horror stories about this ship. That's one of the big things you got to be careful. Do you guys read before the ship, before the trips? How much research do you do on Cruise Critic and things like that? And uh, how much diving in do you do to give yourself a perception, a pre-cruise thought of the ship? Do you do that at all? Sounds like this person did. The bathroom shower was quite large and had a real-life curtain. Much different from Royal Caribbean capsule showers, which I actually don't mind, but... Point to Celebrity. Um, she gives a point to Celebrity on that. Otherwise, I found the room to be comparable. We had a suite 16 balcony room, which is the same price as a standard balcony room, but the outdoor space is twice as big. This was nice. Only downside was that half of the balcony is covered while half of it is open and visible from balconies above you, but I never even saw anyone else out there, so this wasn't an issue. I always noticed that, too. On Royal Caribbean ships, a lot of times... On the Oasis class ships, there's balconies facing in and they're not used a lot. People don't really spell I feel like it should be like a like a party, like almost like a New York City apartment style party with people on the fire escapes, throwing parties, this and that, playing music, waving to each other. It's kind of sleepy on the balconies on Royal Caribbean ships. Um, <clears throat> bars. There was a big difference we noticed at the bars. No one tipped. We had the drink package and typically tip a buck on top of that, but we would never but we never even got a receipt for any of our drinks to write a tip and never saw anyone tip in cash. I must admit it was kind of nice. Not sure if this was typical or an anomaly of our sailing. Otherwise, found service and liquor quality to be comparable point to celebrity. Well yeah. I mean, Celebrity is an older ship. It's not as much going to be a drunken ship. A lot of Royal Caribbean ships are a little bit of both. You have a little bit of the older, but also a little bit of the partying. So you will see a little bit more tipping on Royal Caribbean cruises, I think, because the crowd is just more naturally uh, conditioned to do so, if you agree with that. That's just my opinion on it. All right, food. Buffet was slightly better than the Royal Caribbean, and that's the Windjammer. Uh, Main dining room was on par with Royal Caribbean, so that was a wash. Specialty restaurants were slightly worse than Royal Caribbean. Room service was on par. Same types of free options and upcharged stuff for breakfast uh, as Royal, Royal Caribbean. We ate at the specialties and at the La Petite Chef restaurant was the only one that really impressed us. And that was more impressive than and that was more impressive than the food. That place is a must do if you were ever on a celebrity ship. So La Petite Chef I'm going to read that again. The Petit Chef restaurant was the only one that really impressed us, and that was more of the experience than the food. Okay, gotcha. So the experience, the service, the whole front-to-back thing, I always, when I'm dealing with restaurants and running restaurants, I put a circle around everything. I just basically say, here's a circle, and then I make little dots going around the circumference of the circle. And those dots represent experiences to the guest. And if you deliver on as many of those dots as possible, you're going to win. So, like, Let's just say the food which you just said the food was not great but this sounds like this restaurant this specialty restaurant La Petite Chef hit on all the other dots where I was I greeted when I walked in was the was the decor very nice was the staff friendly was the food served in a timely manner was um you know the service good the, you know all that stuff the menu options good and then if you do all that and the food comes out and it's a little bit less of being on par with everything else, you're still going to give that restaurant an overall good review if you are the type of person that reviews because it checked off a lot of the boxes that were around the circle. But if you just drop the bowl on the food and then you don't make it up with the other stuff, that food is going to taste that much worse. But it sounds like because of the overall experience, they like this restaurant despite the food not being as good as they thought it would be. Uh, service at the restaurants mediocre. We thought Royal Caribbean service was friendlier and faster. Point to Royal Caribbean. Now the Lido deck. She loved the pools. Uh, the one we went in was salt water and deep. Went to six and a six foot two inches definitely geared towards the adult the biggest perk of the Lido deck was that we saw cards placed on the chairs that people were hogging the cards let them know that their crap had been taken to guest services and they could pick it up there five points to collaborate celebrity for this one entertainment didn't see any of the evening shows except for the comedian saw him twice and he was great also went to the silent disco one night and it was awesome most of the cones was most of the cones were older than us Uh, We're in our late 30s, but these people knew how to party. So yeah, they went, they got after it. That's good to hear. Halloween happened over our sailing, and that was also a great time. Costume contest, themed games, and decor everywhere. There was some live music, but it was just eh, nothing lively. Casino comparable to Royal Caribbean. Point still has to go to Royal Caribbean, though. No one beats their shows in variety. Overall, this was a great four-night cruise. I would try Celebrity again at the right price, but wouldn't go out of my way to sail with them again. Celebrity Edge may be the exception to that just because of the novelty of that ship. I did really like the smaller ship atmosphere, though so depending on the type of cruise I am looking for, I would be open to sailing on any size of ship in the near future. Not booked right now, but I am working on it. Loving your podcasts. Keep them coming. Diana. Diana, thank you so much for that email. Uh, And really, there's not a lot to comment on because you just laid it all out there. You gave us your review and compared Celebrity to Royal Caribbean, which it's worth noting that they are under the same umbrella of companies. They are owned by the same company. Uh, the only thing I say is there's not a whole lot of surprise there other than the fact that, you know, you're saying the people that are over 40 and 50 in the older ranges like to party. They were really, really enjoying themselves in the nightclub and at the silent disco. That was the good takeaway from this, as well as the fact that you're considering the celebrity edge. I agree with you. I think the celebrity edge, while I don't necessarily think about celebrity in general and my everyday cruise booking, uh, you know, process. I will have to say that because of those balconies alone, I'm have half a mind to save up my money and just experience that. That right there alone, and everything that comes with it, I would love to do it. Along with the entertainment, along with the uh, the the Eden at the back of the ship, all that's I mean, the celebrity celebrity experience is definitely something that I'm looking for. But obviously, not for a while because they are sold out now, and they are heading overseas for a little while. So thanks so much for the email, Diana, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Tommy, can you please tell us how working with a travel agent, you, would be compared to booking directly with the cruise line? Can we pay with Carnival gift cards? I can get them for 10% off from AARP or Allstate. And can you book with things like the casino booking codes for free casino cash, etc.? I would love to help out always be booked with commissions, but I am not sure if I would even be worth it to you since i am a cheap inside guaranteed bottom feeder cheers paul paul let me tell you something i would it would be my pleasure to try to book you a cruise some cruises you make good money on some some you make less on but for me the issue is is that I'm kind of like a new travel agent, and I'm definitely looking to expand my horizons. Any working practice I can get with booking cruises is helpful to me. So to answer the question, would it be worth it? The answer is yes. Let me know 100%, and I'm all over it for you, and I'll go to war for you. Um, As far as what's the difference between booking directly with the cruise line and booking with me, if you book directly with the cruise line, you will get exactly what you want by a very, very knowledgeable salesperson who really – can take it or leave it. You know what I mean? They're there. They're going to get another call after you and this and that. They do a great job. They're very, very informative, more informative than me when it comes to the specific as far as room category numbers and rules and regulations. But the thing about me is I can find out all that stuff. Any questions that we have, I can find out. The advantage to me is that I would literally spend as much time as needed to search for the exact cruise that you want. I can't guarantee that I can get better pricing, but at the same time, I will be with you as someone who will walk you through the whole process. And then once we do book the cruise, the exact cruise you want, that you'll be satisfied with for the right price, going to the right places from the right place and on the right ship. Aside from that, I will also look at your destinations and find out based on working knowledge that I probably have in in Caribbean ports, uh, if I don't have the information, I will get it, and I will give you options. I'm not here to plan your whole cruise for you, but I'm here to put you in the best position to have the best options to have the best vacation you should probably you could probably have. And that's just me kind of just talking off the top of my head, and just knowing that if you do book with me, and you want help with the booking process, I'm your guy. Like I said before, if you, you know, if you if you love the planning process. If you love spending time comparing one cruise to the other, watching price drops and looking at excursions and researching and talking to people on your own, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm probably not that much of use to you. But a lot of people are busy; they don't have that kind of time, and they don't. They'd rather have somebody that has the elevated cruise IQ. Now, I could say the disadvantage to booking with me is I am going to have to ask a little bit. You know, as far as categories go, and and, and rules and regulations, and perks, and this and that. Uh, you know, what's included with this? What's included with that? I will get you the information, but the information may take me a half a day to get. Versus uh, a lot of times when you talk to a person. On the phone, they don't have the enthusiasm for your vacation that I will. They don't give a crap what you do on land and what you book, but they probably will be a little bit better as far as having the immediate answers to a lot of the technical questions at their fingertips. Like I said, remind you, I'm going to get that information. I'll just have to make a call to get it, and there'll be an extra step. But to me, I think that's easy trade-in for the fact that I'm going to freaking go all out to make sure that your vacation is exactly what you think it's going to be or what you hope it will be. So I hope that answers your question, Paul. All right, moving on. Tommy, here is a story of some fun we had in port many years ago. Once, while in Cozumel, my friend Tom and I rented scuba gear for a shore dive at the Money Bar and Beach. After a good 30-minute drive, we noticed as we swam back the beach to the beach a ship excursion of about 30 cruisers preparing for a snorkel trip they were all standing as a group on a small deck as they were being taught how to use the snorkel gear you could see that the fear in most of their eyes anticipating entering the water for the first time tom and i had a great idea as we walked toward the group it just so happened that tom while diving had scraped his arm on some fire coral and was bleeding from the elbow down at a pretty good pace. It definitely looked worse than it was. I walked on past the group and stood at the other side of them while Tom stayed at the opposite side. As Tom stood there bleeding in full view of the nervous, soon-to-be snorkelers, I yell over to him, Tom, that had to be the biggest sea snake I have ever seen that bit you. The looks and gasps that he got from them was priceless as the group of 30 shrunk in Oh, that is great. I just scrolled too far. Give me one second. Um, Looking back, this may not have been the right thing to do, but it was funny as hell at the time, and I apologize to those whose excursion we may have ruined. Oh, yeah, a little too late there. (laughs) This is Ken from Michigan. Ken, that is hysterical. That is awesome. And, uh... (laughs) I'm not gonna condone what Ken did, and it sounds like Ken also realizes maybe he may have uh that may have been a little inappropriate to do, but we're not gonna freaking take away the humor in it. It is absolutely hysterical. Um, that's a funny story, Ken, and uh, you know, shame on you and your buddy Tom. <laughs> Side note, Tom's arm became very infected, and when him and his girlfriend went to the doctor for treatment, the doctor asked how it happened. Tom's girlfriend blurted out, sea snake bit him. Uh, before he had a chance to speak up, Tom had forgotten to tell her the real story. Oh, so Tom goes to the doctor and you know what? No offense, Tom. Okay. I do no, I have no, I have no problems with you. Tom, you're probably a good guy. You definitely got a hell of a sense of humor. It seems like, but this might be the old karma kicking in where, you know what? You screwed up 15 people's shore excursion for snorkeling by some freaking cockamamie trumped up story about sea snakes. Then you get off the cruise and your arm's infected, and you got to go to the doctor. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully, hopefully you're okay, Tom. But hopefully also we learned a lesson. But that is funny that Tom's girlfriend heard the story, and the real story never got to her. So she naturally thought in the doctor's office that she's going to answer sea snake, (laughs) and Tom probably had one hell of a laugh. providing that he was all right. That's a great story. That's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the Tommy Cruise Awards. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. Don't forget, always be booked uh, on Instagram. Uh, also, always be booked this podcast anywhere you like to listen to your podcast. As you already know, if you don't mind, rate us on iTunes. Best way you could help the show is to share it with a friend, and hopefully, we're doing that. Uh, don't forget, join the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook and Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com for all your cruise inquiries, or you can just skip the line and call 323 three, Getaway. Thanks so much for listening. Boat Drinks Cones. We'll talk to you soon.
1: There's a place where the boat leaves from, it takes away. all your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of them nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems, you can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves, so, Jimmy. a perfectly good island somewhere we will ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away a lot of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from. So get away. To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the So get away. To where the boat leads from, it takes away. I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat from